my brother came home from jail about a week ago. In fact, it's exactly a week ago today. Uh, he was in jail. He did a, a couple months. It was a it wasn't a violent crime. You know, he didn't didn't hurt anybody. But in the course of his actions, he absolutely could have hurt somebody. So, you know, it's I'm not trying to make it sound better. But he he did jail time, and you know, uh, since he got out, because I'm the person who's home most of the of the day, I've kind of volunteered to drive him around to places he got he's got to go to. He's still got to do you know like um, probation officers and, and drug testing, and go to the court to pay fines and you know. He's starting back at work because fortunately, even though he was in for a while, he will be keeping his job, which that right there is a huge, huge thing. But I've been the one who's, you know, having to drive him around and I'm not complaining because I mean, during the day, I don't do much besides housework anyways. So it's not a big deal. And I don't want people to take this as, you know, oh, he's a bleeding heart. He feels bad for all the prisoners. They have it so rough. They should get it because, you know, they committed a crime. You're absolutely right. They get everything they deserve. In my brother's case, where he went to jail was the most minimal of security. It was basically just an annex on part of the near the jail. It wasn't even actually attached to the jail. It's just an annex, like a dorm, basically. And there's rules and you can't leave. So... It's a really non-restrictive prison, but a really restrictive frat house, if you want to call it that. It's a dorm, anyways. Um, so what you know, like I said, he he didn't do anything really to hurt anybody, but he definitely could have. And part of his punishment is he he's not able to drive. He's not legally allowed to drive for the time being for a year. So, but you still got to go do these things. And I don't feel bad for him because he did it to himself. But the thing is, and I don't feel bad for me because I, I do have to drive him around, but they almost make it like once you get out of jail, the stuff you have to do, they, they schedule and scatter things so far apart and you know you have to do this this day and then the next day you have to go to this other place and do this thing plus the following day you have to go here and do this and then you got to do this and they don't tell you about all the fines you might have well these fines are different than these fines but you still have to pay both of them even though you didn't know this one existed it's almost like they make it so you you will fuck up like you will, you will, you'll miss an appointment or you'll miss paying this fine or whatever it may be. It's almost like they intentionally set these people, a lot of these people up for failure. Um, and really it, it, it makes it, it's not, it's hard on them, but the people that are around these people that might be the people that help them or you know, help take care of them. Um, their families, whatever it may be, they have to suffer too. 
a little bit, not to the same extent, but you know, um, knowing that these people can't drive and then scheduling their appointments the day before, like let's say it's Monday, they call you in late afternoon and say, Hey, you have an appointment to see me tomorrow at this time. Well, then somebody, not only does the person who committed the offense have to to take time off work to go meet with somebody, they have to schedule somebody else to free up their own time to go take them to, to do this thing. If they could just get their stuff together, and I don't know if it's like this in every state, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing it probably is. But in our case, the state of Michigan, why is this stuff so so difficult? Um, I mean, it, you you want these people to be quote rehabilitated unquote, but you're making it really difficult for that to happen. You you really are uh, because eventually it's going to get to the point where they're just so fed up that they're just like oh, whatever, I'm just going to give up on it. He's not in rehab for anything. It's not that I'm talking about rehabilitated like they're not going to make the same mistake well they put a lot of roadblocks and 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 booby traps kind of in in some of these things you have to do because i took him to the probation officer and she first of all he had to wait forever i mean he waited an hour just to see her for 10 minutes over an hour just to see her for 10 minutes which means i'm sitting there waiting for him for over an hour, but he gets there and she's like, well, you didn't do this yet. He, and he's like, I've been out. And this is a, the first business day after he got out of jail. Well, you didn't do this yet. Well, I've been out of jail for a day and I didn't have, first of all, didn't have time to do it. And second of all, didn't know I had to do it. None of this stuff is explained. They don't give you a packet telling you every little thing you have to do when you get out. Basically, you got to call one person, her, in this case, it's a female probation officer, and they explain to you what to do. But if she doesn't tell him what to do, how does he know what to do? Well, there's a fine you still have to pay. Okay, I didn't know that was there, but I'll go pay it. Well, you should have paid it before you got to me. Well, I didn't know it existed, and again, I just got out of jail yesterday. I didn't have time to pay it yet. Okay, go pay it when, you, when you're when you done. Oh, except you can't pay it today, you'll have to pay it tomorrow. So you can make another trip the next day. Or um, like the, the drug testing. Well, you should have had this drug test before you came to see me. Well, again, you didn't tell me. And second of all, the judge basically said that I was done with drug testing once I got sentenced. Anything else would be based on what a probation officer said. You, you never said. And then, you, you know, and then he doesn't he doesn't have a car. He sold the car because he can't drive. What's the point of having it? And if he does have it, all they'll do is immobilize it. You can't drive it anyways. It was a drunk driving offense, just so you know. But, so you can't have the car. So he sold the car. Well, that was six weeks ago. And all of a sudden, well, you need to have this and this and this proving that you sold it. Well, I have a, a, a copy of this. Well, that's not enough. You need all these other. It, it, it's basically it just the rings 
they have to jump through to make appointments and pay fines and do testing and do all this other stuff are almost made. So they're set up for failure. And I don't know what the point of that would be because then you, you just have more people going into your jails. But then again, a lot of these people get out early. Like his sentence was, um, he basically had two over two full weeks shaved off of it because first of all, uh, good behavior, which you know, it's really hard to act up in a place like this. There's nothing going on. You basically just work during the day and then sleep at night and you get to watch movies in a, in a commons area. It's kind of just like sitting at home, you know? So everybody gets off on good behavior. So you get two. they don't want you to stay in the jail. They want to put you in jail, in jail, but they don't want to keep you there too long because then it costs them. So, the obvious thing is they're making these people go through this because the racket of they make money off the fines and the court costs and things like that. So I don't feel sorry for my brother. Don't think that because he fucked up. And if anything, I think me and my younger brother, this is my older brother. I'm talking about that had the, um, what did the jail time? Me and my younger brother were probably after it happened, the most critical of him. So believe me, there we do not feel sorry for him. He fucked up royally. And he hurt himself, you know, emotionally and hit and and uh, obviously with the law. But he hurt my my parents. And by extension, he hurt us. Because my parents are obviously the ones that are gonna help him out, take care of him. So him doing what he did, he hurt them. So me and my younger brother were very critical. So don't take this as, uh, they're being really hard on criminals because they should be hard on criminals when they're in jail and when they're getting sentenced and when they're actually in jail. But once they've done the time that you've given them, you shouldn't make things even harder. That's not what it's about. You're putting them in jail to teach them a lesson. And then when they get out, you're making it harder on them. So, they basically just throw everything out the window and say, fuck this lesson you're trying to teach me. It's not worth it. And that's not the point of a jail sentence. It's, it's supposed to make these people better, make them learn from their mistakes. And a lot of this crap that they make them do at just the weirdest times or, or, or not be completely transparent with fines and different things that are required to do, you're just setting them up for failure. 